walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, otherwise known as the hardest part of the ring. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you. Take a seat, take your shoes off, take your socks off, spread those little toesies, and wiggle those little piggies back and forth, back and forth, because we got a good old show for you today. I don't know how, oh, that's what I do when I'm excited for something, is, is that. Uh, Ring of Honor, <laughs> beating the odds. 2003 my goodness what a uh, what a what a wrestling what a what a, what, a, what what an event this was it was absolutely uh it was an interesting show to say the least um first of all i mean just i gotta mention this because i don't think i've really touched on it since uh jay briscoe first of all i mean i know this is like way you know after the fact but much love to Jay Briscoe and his family, but I, I bring him up up front because it's just very interesting. To, I don't want to say it's fortunate timing because I, I, nothing's fortunate about what happened. But just in the timing of where we're at in this timeline, I think this is really where the Briscoes start to really become the Briscoes. I mean, they've had a lot of awesome matches already at this point, both with each other and as a tag team. But um, I'll just say this. The title of the show, Beating the Odds, is uh, related to the Briscoes. And we'll get into the podcast and what happens and all that. But really good stuff uh, But from both Mark and Jay as singles guys at this point. And we're about to enter a really, really fun stretch with those guys. So uh, stay tuned for that because there's some really fun stuff coming up. Uh, Briscoe related and uh, makes me happy to kind of go back and watch, especially, you know, with recent events, it uh, makes my heart happy to go back and see the Briscoes and just like the beginning of their legendary run in Ring of Honor. So, but besides that, we got some Field of Honor matches, which is the uh, round robin tournament that they have established, which I think has pure title implications. I'm not sure. I try to stay in the dark in terms of like future stuff, you know to stay relatively spoil free, you know, other than you know, what I already know, but um, I'm pretty sure it has pure title implications, but we'll get into that as well. We got homicide versus Trent acid, which I mean, the match is good, but the shenanigans leading up to it. 
hilarious. Just, just, just the most 2003, just slurs, just baggy pants, just, just utter debauchery between those guys, between Homicide's crew and the backseat boys. We got Special K, of course, Slick Wagoner, Brown, you know, all the things you love to uh, be a part of in terms of Ring of Honor, of course. Um, but this show might m- be most notable for the main event, which is what I thought was the culmination of the CM Punk and Raven feud. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But um, it's a clockwork orange house of fun steel cage match between CM Punk and Raven. I've heard a lot about this match. And maybe I just wasn't listening when people tell me about it because I was expecting this to be awesome. Spoiler alert. It was not. It is very like there's certain production notes about it that make it very interesting. And it's it's it's, it's all because like this feud is so legendary. And I mean, I guess, you know, for the time, it's still by far the most significant feud for Ring of Honor. Has a Raven, who's a big name and all that, and CM Punk, who's an upcoming guy. But like, man, some of this shit just w- isn't good. It's weird to say, but like, man, it's I mean, I don't want to step up on the toes of what we talk about in the podcast, but disappointing, disappointing to say the least. But we'll get into that. And who's we who's who's we who's who's beating my odds on this one? None other than Brett from the Brain Buster Boys podcast. Returning to the show. Always a good time with Brett's uh, awesome, awesome guy. Hilarious podcast. Him and his co-host, Bo. They get into um, a lot of current stuff on their podcast, which, by the way, the Brain Buster Boys, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. All his info in the description below at Brain Buster Boys on Twitter and all that. So uh, great follow on social media. But the podcast is awesome, too. They get into uh, current events. But they also dive into like Japanese wrestling. They, they have their offshoot podcast with uh, the Phoenix Splash. Brett does on the, the Visionaries Network. So all, like again, all this info will be in the description below. But um, they get into some retro stuff, some current stuff, some indie stuff, some mainstream stuff. They got a good collection. They got a good variety on their podcast. And it's always really entertaining. So go check it out. The Brain Buster Boys podcast. And hey, while you're here. While you're here listening or watching, by the way, to the Apron Bump podcast, uh, first of all, give the video a like if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I'll wait. No, like seriously, do it. Take your hand out of your pants. There we go. Thanks, Roger. But if you like Ring of Honor, you love this old school. I mean, Ring of Honor is really making a comeback with their new TV show on Honor Club and all of the um, you know Ring of Honor pay-per-views that have been happening recently. A lot of Ring of Honor alumni all over the wrestling scene today. If you want to hear about more Ring of Honor, their early days, their birth, and uh, their, their growing pains and some of the classic matches that they put on in the early years, go to apronbump.com. And you can go to the Episodes tab. And you can filter to all, all, all the promotions, all the eras that I cover. You can filter down to whichever one you'd like to listen to. You can click on Ring of Honor, and that'll bring you to all of the Ring of Honor shows that I've covered, starting from the very first one up until now, uh, you know, approaching mid to late 2003. So binge away. It's been a, it's been a fun ride, and it continues on here.
with uh, a lovely, lovely wrestling program. So with that, I think we should just get right to it, baby. Ring of Honor, Beating the Odds 2003 with myself and Brett from the Brain Buster Boys podcast. Well, hopefully, remember we had like some slight issues with this last time, but hopefully we're okay. Did we? Do Was I it like s- an echo or something? Yeah, something like that. Do I sound okay to you? You sound beautiful. Oh, as beautiful as you look. Fuck, you look great, Wheeler. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Dude, that geek, I mean, obviously, I was pretty drunk that night just having a fucking Dude, ball. I got uh, so hammered for no reason. Yeah, that's was... how the... We used to do those like pretty frequently like last yeah. year with groups like that. And yeah, we would yeah. just get shit-faced and stay up till 2 a.m. and... We're going to try and bring it back. I think it's going to go as Tim King after dark. Hey, man, I'm all about it. Just being hung over on a Sunday for no reason. Just and I mean, bullshitting. He can, he can definitely pull a crowd. That's for sure. Yeah, that was a good time. I, did, a good time. I had just hit him up. I had finished that New Japan show, was drunk, high, feeling mm-hmm. good, had worked all day. And I'm like, dude, I miss you. Just saw this show. We need to record <laughs> soon. He's like... I'm live right now. I'm like, Say no more. Yeah, I'll be there and drink. I drank, I think, eleven beers at my house. That really <laughs> started at like five thirty, but still. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was stone sober when I started, and then I drank like because I was pouring like uh, Jack and Cokes, but I was pouring them pretty heavy. I was getting yeah. a little liberal with them, and then uh, got a little loosey goosey there towards the end. But. What geeked me out on the clip that Tim posted of us slapping our chests was when mm-hmm. you bumped your microphone <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but that was like the funniest part to me <laughs> <laughs> and just like your face you're just like the, the, gen- the genuine fear yeah like I, we're, we're just talking i like forget there's a thing in front of me that i'm talking into which is a fucking gorilla in a china shop or whatever the saying is trent acid over here but uh <laughs> Man, yeah. little did I know he would be such a factor of this show. I just saw his name on the card, and I'm like, that's my guy, Trent Acid, baby. You a big Trent Acid guy? I think I am now, yeah. Rest in peace. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah you just uh, learned that, so it's very. it's been a hard week for you. I, I mean, guess, I huh? did not even know who Trent Acid was before you showed me the card, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Go through, see the see the work, which was good work, I thought, and then uh, yeah. to learn that he is no longer with us, but... Uh, Thanks for all you did, Trent. It was always like a name that I had heard of, but I, I didn't really know who he was or yeah. like what his deal was. But going back and watching all these shows, he's he's there quite a bit. So um, he's good, man. He's in probably one of the better shows of, of this show, I thought. I Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I was curious what some of these early Ring of Honor shows would be like, but it was 2003, like first- that's for sure. Is this like the first of this era that you've watched? A full show, absolutely. I mean, I've certainly yeah. seen matches like... I've seen that triple threat from the first show with what mm. is it, Loki, Daniels, and Danielson, and yep. you know, handful of others from these early times. But yeah, definitely, I haven't seen a lot of Ring of Honor full shows, if I'm being honest. Because one, I don't really? have Honor Club. Didn't know about this Billy Billy hack. Um, mm. Does that have everything? As far as I know, and it's everything. not. It's just yeah. like a fucking playlist too. That's it's beautiful. by year. Yeah. It's in order. I mean, every because Honor Club even. I mean, I haven't checked it in a while. I guess I haven't checked it since Tony Khan bought it, so maybe it's changed. But before, it didn't have like the old stuff. It had yeah, like, a it was few mis- select matches. It was missing stuff, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, 
Like literally, I would buy the DVDs if they were available, but you have to like wait three months from China for yeah. a fucking VHS that may or may not work. So fucking it's like RF video. God, so cre- much for that. That creep. Fucking Rob Feinstein. He's pretty prevalent on this show too. Which he again, like, I had to ask you, hey, who was that guy? <laughs> Homicide was calling boss in the back, and he's just like eating grub. Yeah. He's just grubbing back there. Meatballs, you know, yeah, with his frosted tips. I mean, I was getting a kick out of it, and. <laughs> Again, when you mentioned the name, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I know. And then you said about the chat room stuff, and I thought you were talking about Trent Acid. Right. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And that's when I learned that Trent Acid was dead. And <laughs> so it was like a very strange few minutes for me. Our you wires thought Trent got- Acid was a dead pedophile yeah. for a couple <laughs> our, minutes. Our yeah. wires got crossed over DM, and uh, yeah, yeah, I thought Trent Acid was a dead pedophile, but... Mm. Justin. And Rob Feinstein Justin. was just a clean wrestling promoter who's done no yeah. wrong. By the books, just giving these guys an opportunity. Yeah. You love to see it. Frosted you love to see tips. it. Yeah. So are we this is this part of the show? Oh I, I hit record. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We're just we're just talking. But uh are you drinking a C four? It's a uh, ghost, actually. Oh, I was like, is this man about to get a pump? While but I would. So funny enough, water? I think I drank one. Well, you got we got some in the background. Well, th- yes, exactly. So <laughs> my <laughs> my roommate works for a company that does all the shelving for every Kroger store in the nation. Yeah, yeah. I think we did talk about this last time. Yeah. And well, like, didn't he like get promoted from chips yeah, or something? Yes, he was yeah. on chips. So we got, during COVID, like got all sorts of chips all the time and now it's energy drinks. Mm, so yeah, right. that is funny. I didn't even notice those in the Because I'll, <laughs> I'll drink an energy drink often when I'm doing these because why not? Right. You know, I always do. Yeah. So, uh, but Ghost, I've learned is my favorite, not only in taste, mm-hmm. but also just the effect. Like, I feel like it actually gives me the most energy so is that a pre-workout technically i don't think so i think they have protein powder unless it's just this has got 200 milligrams of natural caffeine 100 milligrams neurofactor 1000 milligrams of carnapure carotene 150 of alpha gpc 50 percent and 100 percent of four daily vitamins we should get sponsored by ghost I mean, if we're not by now, I don't know what else yeah. I got to do. It's a great product. Hit me up, Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Casper and all that shit. But uh, speaking of ghosts, uh, there's a few of them on the show, I guess. Yeah. Uh, beating the odds. So uh, you're coming into this kind of cold. Yeah, you haven't really seen much from this era. Did this show, like, overall, did it meet your expectations? What do you think about it? Yeah, I would say so. Um I wouldn't say it, like, exceeded them. You know, I didn't really have super big expectations. But looking at the card, I'm like, yeah, this looks pretty solid, you know. I think I told you, like, there's a bunch of names I didn't know. Or you got a guy like Hydro and you realize it's Jay Lethal and he's with all the drug (laughs) addicts. Like, that was bizarre. Um, But, no, I really enjoyed this. Um, An interesting note, I don't know if you realize, but the main event between Raven and CM Punk was initially 31 minutes and the edit it's only it's what we saw it's only like 12 minutes really they edit, so, I didn't notice the edit yeah so I had seen I looked on cage match at the card ahead of time and saw it was 31 minutes and that's why I was finishing the show last night I'm like I don't have a 30 plus minute match in me I'm gonna go to bed mm-hmm. without looking at the time on the show and then I wake up and there's like 18 minutes left in the show I'm like what the fuck so watched it and then looked up that, yeah, I guess 
the match was like very boring and slow. And Ring of mm. Honor, in, even in the initial DVD release, this was the edit that got in. So wow. anytime yeah, they cut, the Billy Billy's pulled it, right from the DVD or correct. Whatever. Yeah, so it's not a yeah. Billy. This was a Ring of Honor decision. Um, and every time they cut to Colt Cabana on the outside was when they did the edit. Oh, so yeah, I think, read. Now that you mentioned that, it was weird that they just ran it because he didn't really factor into the match. I don't think. Except he threw the chair yeah. in at one point, but yeah, right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that one because um, that, that was the main event. That was what this whole show was really based on, or you know, leading up to, and it was kind of. To me, it felt rushed, but I guess if it was edited, maybe that just yeah. The pace that's kind of what I felt too, because again, thinking or knowing that it was thirty-one minutes, but then also knowing I'm about to watch an abridged version of that match, so I even had I knew that going in, which was mm-hmm. so it made for a very interesting viewing experience. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was something. <laughs> so Raven didn't kill Punk though. No, which was, yeah, I did love that. Um, and mm-hmm. then it cut to, in the middle of a match later, cut away. <laughs> for no reason. For Raven to say he's going to kill him. So that was- Tonight, I am going to kill you. It's an evergreen. Just it's an evergreen So clip. genuine. So <laughs> genuine. Like, that is not like wrestling gimmick. I'm going to kill... I am going to kill you. No, you, you, because you DM'd me that you were like, because yeah. you watched it before I did, and you were like, Raven said he's going to kill Punk. I was like, oh, Raven probably has this really eloquent promo where he like nope. refers to killing him, but he like implies it, but doesn't actually say it. But it's, no, it's just really him. Hey, I'm going to kill you. You're going to be that's dead. That's how after they this start match. the show. I think it was CM Punk and Colt Cabana yes. did a promo first, and then Raven, I'm going to kill you, and. All right, we're off and running. <laughs> well, what, what do you think about like the vibe of like the promos from this? Because they're all kind of they're all like just done in hallways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very cheap, but I liked it. You know, the, we talked mm-hmm. about the whole show felt very 2003 with the frosted tips, the rampant slurs, <laughs> just everything. It just it felt like a different period of time, which it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was very. I don't even have a word for it, but yeah, that was all part of it. <laughs> No, it was because um, my, my wife was on the couch when I turned this on and it starts with this and mm-hmm. she's like, is this a fucking hostage video that we're watching? Because <laughs> it was like very loud. It was like a loud whisper. I don't know how to yeah. like, explain it, but it was yes, Punk and Cabana. It, that's how the show opens and Punk's basically recapping their feud. Yep. Um, so Raven came into Ring of Honor. And Punk, it's, this all started with like Punk didn't think Raven belonged there because Raven was like a character, not like a real wrestler, which is like the pure wrestling aspect is what Ring of Honor is really leaning on at this point. Yep. Um, and then Punk beat Raven in their first match. They had a one on one match. And then they had a series of tag team matches where one of them, Raven, even teamed with Colt Cabana. And this is how Colt initially joined CM Punk by turning on Raven. OK. And then. uh Raven, they had a few more tag matches. One, it was like Punk and Colt versus Raven and BJ Whitmer. Then it was Punk and Colt versus Raven and Christopher Daniels. And Punk, like, won all of them. He even won the dog collar match, which I think you're about to reference. And that was a few months before this. Yep. Um, And uh, but after the dog collar match, Raven and Tommy Dreamer kind of got their comeuppance a little bit on Punk, handcuffed him to the top rope, poured beer down his throat. So they kind of got their heat back in a sense. But. Yeah, Punk's been dominating Raven pretty much uh, up until this point. But the main event of this show is the uh, Clockwork Orange House of Fun match, which is uh, kind of 
the Ambrose Asylum, if yes. uh, if you're not familiar. It's like a cage with a bunch of weapons uh, strapped to it, basically. So that's the main event. And Punk is like, you know, I've always had X's on my hands, but today they're going to be covered in your blood. And Raven. he did so. note something about, I'm going to nail you to that X tonight, I think might have been the last mm. thing he said, which may or may yeah. not uh, come into play later on. Maybe a little uh, foreshadowing. Which I notes. honestly had forgotten until I pulled up my notes and had written that down from right. the first promo. So I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. Not to spoil anything here. Not but. No spoilers. <laughs> it's just a tease. We call that yeah. a tease in the business. Mm. Yeah, we're good at that. <laughs> Then Colt, because Colt's there, and yeah. Colt Cabana, the dynamic between him and Punk, which in hindsight it's funny, but yeah. uh, yes, <laughs> just to see them just being buddy buddy. A lot but of very like, funny things in hindsight on this show. Yes, very much. Um, but Colt's typically like the the comic relief, but he's like pretty serious as much as he can be, um, because he's in the Field of Honor tournament, mm-hmm. which is how we kick off the show. So the Field of Honor, which. I don't know how often they did this. This may have been the only year that, if as far as I know, but it's basically a, a round robin. It's like a little mini G1 climax of sorts where it's like uh, a bunch of not mid card guys, but guys that are like on the cusp of the main event, but need to like one extra push. So I guess and I don't know if this leads to the pure title. I don't know. Do you, do you know anything about this this tournament? No, I didn't. I didn't know. But they did reference multiple times, like if winning this would elevate you to the main event type of thing. So, but yeah, yeah, I was unfamiliar with it before this show. So, right. Yeah, that's what cause I, I try not to look too ahead. But um, I think this leads to the pure title. I could be wrong, but because okay. they kept referencing pure wrestling. So that's, you know, um, but there's two blocks and the first match is a block B match. We got Colt Cabana versus Jimmy Rave. So uh, pretty good match here. I mean, the first thing I noted was the gear of yes. Colt Cabana. He had like the long <laughs> sleeve span, like, I don't know. Under arm, like Under Armour long sleeves with a singlet. Right. Yeah, he looked like a goof. I was like, what the hell is going on? But after the match, he like reveals that he has like bumps on his chest. Yeah. Um, did, did I don't know. Like a rash. That. Yeah, I don't know what Her- that herpes? was all about. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> but uh, apparently doctors told him not to wrestle, but then he did. So Yeah, with his, her- um, his chest herpes. His chirpies. chest herpes. Chirpies. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Little known. Little known. Very rare. But uh, before the match. Well, the well match no, the starts match and- starts. We get yes, like a minute right. of, of some arm drags. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I think without any, like maybe they say like, uh, sorry, I don't remember what they said, but. Yeah, it was. They were as confused as we were. They I'm cut sure. to some footage from earlier in the day, which appeared to be like an autograph signing with wrestlers, right? right? Yeah, the Carnage crew was there. Uh, some other guys were there, but also Homicide was there. Um, <laughs> and Julius Smokes. Oh, fucking Julius <laughs> Which, again, Smokes. I didn't know who he was until a little oh, bit later when I looked him up. Again, I think I told you Homicide, I didn't even recognize at first because, you know, he's Mm. not someone I've seen a ton of. And when I have, it's been more recent shit. So I don't think I'd seen anything of him from this era. So that took me a minute. Nor did I know who that this was indeed Trent Acid coming out of his Like I didn't realize that at first either. So I feel bad. No, it was just like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm riveted because... (laughs) There was some very colorful language and then just some mm. violence right in front of the fans. Like, literally, 
inches from fans. Like a fan could have caught <laughs> caught some fire there, but man, this did. was a uh, pretty insane. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, this is, um, the, so the Backseat Boys, I guess they arrived late at the arena, yeah. which the other wrestlers took umbrage to. But the Backseat Boys, of course, Trent Acid and Johnny Cashmere, uh, they're like, hey, we come when we want, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. And then uh, Homicide, <laughs> Julius Smokes, who are boys, they, they Homicide and Trent Acid have been feuding for a while. Um, fisticuffs start getting thrown so my my main thing with this is Julius Smokes is throwing punches and the entire time he's fighting it's just blah 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 like as he's throwing punches as he's getting punched he's blah 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 like shut the fuck up and then like and you it, said he's like who wants some who wants some <laughs> every slur under the sun is oh getting my thrown out there gosh yeah but very 2003 like you said and uh, oh, yeah, Julius didn't really like this because he was all like, "Ain't nothing worse than a bitch ass wigger." <laughs> so it doesn't doesn't like the wiggers, I guess. I was so, just about um, to drop a bitch ass wigger line there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's but, uh, a lot of f ass ends, so to speak, uh, yes. from homicide. Yes, a lot of that. Yeah. But um, back to the match, I guess, right? Yeah, <laughs> it just all of a sudden goes right back. <laughs> right back to some uh, collar and elbow tie-ups after yeah. the bitch-ass wiggers. I will say uh, this was my first Jimmy Rave match. And didn't he recently, oh, really? he passed away within the last few years as well? It was, yeah. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. Yeah. yeah. But man, he was pretty good. You know, again, like a name I knew but had never seen, but uh was nice to see him and... Uh, yeah, I thought he was solid. And I didn't know, I yeah. guess he's the protege of AJ Styles, they mentioned, and then... I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah, because that was one of the opening segments, too. It was like AJ and Jimmy Rave talking. Yeah, um, that might have been like right after the match. Like, why didn't you do this? Or, yes. hey, let me, I'll teach you how to win type of thing, yeah. Right, so I don't know if that's leading to a feud between the two or what. But, yeah. um, so we got a Field of Honor match here, and... Uh, it's a fine match. I mean, you got the silliness from Colt early as, you know, per usual. He's like making fun of the crowd for the, you know, how they'll be like, one, two, two. Yeah. And Colt's like, oh, really? You guys can count? Which yeah. is fun because that always annoys me too. Um, I agree. Then you got, it's kind of a high fly match, weirdly. Yeah. You don't think of like high flying when you think of Colt Cabana. But uh, I mean, they were flying all over the place. Some good uh, chain wrestling. I thought it was a solid opener. What do you think about it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just rock solid. You know, nothing that'll light the world on fire, but, you know, a solid three and a quarter, mm -hmm. three and a half star match. You know, good way to start the action. I did like, I think it was shortly after the comeback from the insanity in the gym um colt like baited raven in some way and he just like gave him the most simple just trip and he just like face planted <laughs> to the ground um i thought that was fun but uh yeah yeah you know i've got a handful of notes here but there's nothing again nothing oh i did have, i have colt goes for the worst phoenix splash ever yes and then it was, was like a hit with a like running a drop kind of yeah <laughs> it was awful yeah. Yeah, that was probably the, like the best spot. It was like he missed that, and then Jimmy Rave hit him with the shiny wizard. Yes. Uh, but then ultimately, Colt wins with the Colt forty-five, dull double underhook backbreaker, uh, gets the win, and then uh, like you said, AJ 
he like berates Jimmy Rave backstage. He's like, why did you work the neck? You, you yeah, spent all the neck. match work on the arm, but yeah, <laughs> he's like, fuck you, I guess. But, yeah. um, Shit. yeah. Anything else on that? Uh, no, I guess just shameless plugging since I mentioned a Phoenix splash that I have a new show called the Phoenix splash go. talking specifically all about Japanese wrestling can be found on the visionaries global media network. There we go. So you don't just talk about various Phoenix splashes in Rankum. So Col- Colt's I mean, Phoenix Splash attempt isn't going to be on it? Uh, I mean, if and when we do that, that might be at the bottom. <laughs> if it's on the list at all. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, but you no, probably I'd, do it better. Yeah, n- nothing else. Yeah, it was, it was solid. Do you think uh, Slick Wagner Brown can do a better Phoenix Splash? I bet he could. Man, that guy was a freak. <laughs> he is a big boy. He was like, uh, he kind of reminded me of Apollo Crews in some ways. Yeah. Um, it didn't really come to mind until he did like the the class, like the military press into a moonsault deal. But um, he got like yeah. a slick Wagner Brown versus Diablo Santiago. <laughs> yeah. Of course, accompanied by his partner, Omen Tortuga. Yeah. I just fucking course. love the 2003 indie names. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with any of these people. So when those guys came out, I'm like, is this the new Bariquas? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty much what they're going for, yeah. I guess. You know, you're not even familiar with April Hunter. No, but I really enjoyed her work. <laughs> Man, <laughs> good work rate from this yeah, April the. Yeah, well, Hunter. I did enjoy uh, how she got in and out of the ring. That was uh, unique. Yes, how would you? So, of course, April is with Slick Wagner Brown. Yeah. Yeah. How, how would you describe their method of getting into the ring? Okay. So Slick, he gets up on the apron first and like he's stepping in the ring and then he basically like lays his full body back on the ropes mm-hmm. and April steps over him, straddling him like she's going to sit on his hog essentially. And then uh, right. she makes her way in the ring. But uh, I'd never seen it before and uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> this is the innovation you're looking for yeah. with Ring of Honor. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Well, um, Diablo Santiago, he's a part of the Outcast Killers tag team, which is essentially mm. a jobber tag team. They're like the ring crew, but they're like looking for opportunities. So they keep getting matches where they get their asses kicked and stuff like that. And this is no different. Um, I guess this is an attempt to build up Slick Wagner Brown. By the way, it's Slick S-L-Y-K for the folks at home. You got to. You got to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had never heard of this guy. I don't know how long he sticks around or what happens with him, but um, he was fine, I guess. I mean, it was a big, I mean, especially like in 2003 Ring of Honor, like he was in shape, like he stood out amongst all the other baggy pants wearing shreds having (laughs) indie guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He even starts the match after the uh, dry humping entrance him and April made. Uh, does like a little buckshot spear, like instead yeah. of a lariat, which I thought was pretty unique. I wrote that um, as well. Big buckshot spear on Oman Tortuga. Exactly. Yes. And then what do we get? And then what did we get? The Pearl Harbor. The Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yes. Diablo. Yes. With- Those damn Puerto Ricans with their Pearl Harbors. You gotta love them. You gotta love them. Um, but Diablo Pearl harbors them, as you mentioned, gets a little offense in. But yeah, actually has some pretty, you know, fun, uh, like a little fisherman spinning suplex, uh, a bridging fallaway slam by uh, Diablo Santiago. But this is no match for the flying cock from Slick Brad Wagner Brown. 
Uh, commentary called it the butt butt. Look, question: If you had a, if there was a guy throwing his cock at you, right, like as an offensive maneuver, would you rather it be a big one or a small one? Because if it's a small one, you're probably getting more pelvis. But if it's a yeah. big one, that might be more cushion. But you also have a big old hog on your face. Is he hard or soft? <laughs> Well, in this case of Slick <laughs> Wagner Brown, who just got dry humped getting into the ring, he's, he's at uh, least half chub. Yeah, I think I'd take uh, small. I'd take, I'd take the pelvis, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, I think. Um, but I don't know. They're I would both, argue a hard cock is softer than a pelvis. but You're probably right. But I would you rather have a hard cock in the face or a hard pelvis in the face? I'd prefer to have neither, personally. Yeah, um, I was going to say both. I mean, when you have the pelvis in the face, you see, you still have the perception because it's still going to look like this dick in your face. Yeah. So it's really, yeah. it's about the perception, not the physical, you know. <laughs> so we got the uh, maneuvers get hap- to happen. Diablo Santiago's there. Uh, but slick. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back, pal. Uh Pop-up powerbomb by Slick with a Y for the win. So, uh, yeah, good stuff, right? Good stuff, right? What you, would you think about this whole deal? Yeah, I mean, Slick, he's he was a freak athlete. Obviously, uh, he must not have been very good at wrestling or he would have stuck around somewhere longer, but he had some cool shit that he did. Um, yeah. Just like the way he even got in the ring, I, or he had like a reverse... Or no, okay, this was after the match, but I have reverse flip up to the top. I can't remember exactly what he did, but he had some crazy way of getting to the top rope and then a huge missile drop kick where he got like a ton of hang time and then a standing moonsault like all in one fell swoop that was really Mm -hmm. good. Um, So yeah, I was pretty impressed with that, but obviously like, you know, he wasn't very, he was green and just like a really good athlete, but uh yeah, it was it was fine. And then I after um, the match, I have April fucks up Tortuga after the match for com- <laughs> for coming on to her. And then I put she's bad. I like her. Yeah, I mean, that was a, quite the reaction to uh, getting uh, getting hit on. She, she, yeah. what, she chopped him, gave, gave him a like a second rope neck breaker. I was like, man. Yeah, it was impressive. Uh, glad my wife doesn't know how to do that. Here, let me, let yeah. me check. Let me see where Sw- Slick Wagner is. Let me see if he's st- still alive. You know, I, I he is. I looked it up. He's I didn't write it down, but he's rest he was wrestling somewhere like last year, I think. Wow, yeah. He's only 43. That's not super old. Jamaican. That's, he's a Jamaican yeah. fella. Hey man. Yeah, TOS. <laughs> that was a good Jamaican accent. It was per- test of strength wrestling. Jesus, he has a lot of championships to his name. I mean, <laughs> Goddamn, pal. The NWA New England television champion, the Millennium wow. Federation. I mean, yeah. this guy's this guy's this guy's got it. So he's, he's, he's a three time NECW heavyweight champion, two time mm. two CW heavyweight champion, one time DPW. What I think you're, you're just saying letters, I think. But uh, <laughs> no, cagematch.net profile right here. Okay. Okay. Cage match <laughs> wouldn't lie to you. Actually, you know what? Cage match did lie. Uh, in one match, but we'll yeah. get to it later. We'll get to it Ooh. later. Oh, yes, another... actually. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, I was very confused the whole time watching that, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. But uh, before that, we got a, uh, a four-way scramble match or a scramble tag team match. We got the Backseat Boys 
versus the Ring Crew Express versus the SAT versus Special K. This is a lot of indie, sh- indie shit just getting yeah, thrown so, at you all at once. Yeah, I didn't know who any of these fucking people were either. So here were my initial reactions. Dunn and Marcos, jobbers. Yep. Special Correct. K, these guys are definitely on drugs. Correct. The SAT fan faves, and I just put the backseat boys fuck. <laughs> they do. They do fuck. Yeah. I mean, of these teams, I would say they're definitely the, uh, the stars of the show. Because, yes, the yeah. ring crew express Dunn and marcos they are jobbers so them and the outcast killers who we just got done yeah. talking about they kind of yeah. had like a mini feud because they're both on the ring crew but they're like no we're the better ring crew team like all that stuff you know i kind of like that i didn't I, if they said they were part of the ring crew that went over my head but that's kind of cool I it guess. was like commentary was like glazed over it but yeah sat were great um, they're still going at it today, but they, they, they're like one of the most innovative teams out there. Yeah, like the Spanish like fly, them. that was all, that was all them. Like everybody's okay. doing the Spanish fly now. Yeah. That was their whole deal. I don't think they, uh, there was a one man Spanish fly in this match, but they, was, do they did a belly version. to belly, like a full belly to belly almost onto the right. outside. It was crazy. Yeah. And yeah, then, it was um, awesome. special K of course. I mean, they're all over the show. They're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, you know, rich kids that do drugs is basically their thing. Yeah, there's like 28 of them, and of course, taking all uh, their parents' money, spending it on drugs. The announcers fucking hated them. <laughs> they really don't like because they don't abide by the code of honor. You see, no, they, they don't. don't. Um, they, how could they? They're all fucked up. Well, that's the thing. You know, they yeah. could, they can't help it. Um, and then the I like. I, I was a fan of them, <laughs> dude. Some of them are actually pretty good. I mean, yeah, like Izzy. That dude Izzy. I put. I just put Izzy was just flying around and getting murdered all match, but he was great. <laughs> they that's their like specialty is the just, ranged was pretty tight <laughs> yes and that's the whole thing too like if they botched these crazy moves they're doing it's like oh we're on drugs that's just what yeah. we do uh deranged was in the match later but yeah yes yes um but uh yeah these matches <laughs> these scramble matches are always just so hard to take notes on because there's yeah. just so much shit happening <laughs> yeah. are there any uh we just rattle off some spots that stuck yeah like, that's ultimately what this is it's just a spot yeah fest. One that I had was uh, Dunn hit at least what Shingo Takagi calls a no Shigami, where you like have him up on the shoulders and just slam him back like face first. Right. And I, there was a hard impact there. There was like several moves in a row where it was just like very fast and very impactful. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I had the the belly to belly slash Spanish fly is what I put. I guess it was mm-hmm. a Spanish fly, but um a lot of double team moves in this match. Yeah. The, the Carnage BB's pin SAT after double team knee type move. And then I wrote go Trent exclamation. Point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was, you know, fun, fun little spot fest of no, of guys I'd never heard of, but so yeah, that, that made it fun. Cause I That's got essentially what this was. introduced to a bunch of new people. Yeah. SAT. Um, they, they did some like velocity stuff with WWE. I guess a lot of arena body okay. guys did. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they're awesome. mostly indie guys. But what years were was that like the Sunday Night Heat of like the Ruthless Aggression era, basically? Yeah, that was like the SmackDown Sunday Night Heat. It was yeah. uh, Saturday, and I think Heat was Sunday. Uh, that went on for a while. It was like oh two to like oh six or something. And that's like velocity. when I wasn't watching at the time. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not really. I uh, haven't seen much Velocity in my day. Is it even on Peacock? 
Some of them are, not all okay. of them, because I, I kind of was watching them like in order, like with my other timeline that I do, but they, they like yeah. missed a bunch of episodes. And But if you want to watch some Basham Brother matches, if you <laughs> oh. want a good old fashioned two star Basham Brother match, oh, Velocity's got you. Velocity's mm-hmm. got you. Love it. Uh, but no Basham's here. But like you said, the uh, the back seats win after, uh, yeah, like it was like a double knee to the face. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some. A lot of, lot of cool. high impact moves in this match. Yeah, good double team. Good action. Just to give the give the crowd something spicy to watch after uh whatever the fuck the lat the previous match was. Um <laughs> hog flying. Hog flying. But a couple of guys with big old hogs, I bet. Are uh, John Walters <laughs> and Matt Stryker. And not the Matt Stryker that I thought it was. <laughs> Correct. And that, that that trips up everybody. It tripped me up the first time I saw him, but it is Matt Stryker with a Y. Who is a uh, a different fella? I would and this say, uh, guy from yeah. Cincinnati. Yes. Well, there from. we go. So yeah, I I obviously looked him up, and I'm like, I I feel like I'd heard years ago that there was a different match striker, but it definitely didn't retain to me. And I'm like, oh shit, this guy's from Cincy. And then like B.J. Whitmer, who's also from this area, and I'll talk more about that when we mm-hmm. get to his match. But I guess these two had had a match together on the previous show that they referenced. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these are two guys that kind of represent like the pure wrestling division. They're very like no nonsense, like not a lot of personality, but like yeah, they're, they're good, good in the re- ring. Good wrestlers, yeah, yeah, for they're sure. Good, couple of good hands here. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love them. <laughs> but Matt Stryker, uh, he had actually a pretty good run in early Ring of Honor. I guess he kind of faded off eventually, but he was. I would describe him as a less captivating version of Brian Danielson. Basically, that's fair. Yeah. Um, because he was very good. Yeah, I enjoyed his work, and I was surprised to see they popped up like the top five rankings, and he was number four. Right. And again, not having heard of this guy, I'm like, oh, okay, he must be pretty, pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but this was I thought that the the story they told in this match was solid. Like John Walters works the uh, or Matt Striker works the leg of John Walters throughout the entire match. His finisher is like an Indian deathlock type of thing. Yeah. Um. But Walters kind of fights back towards the end. It's like a Yakuska cutter DDT and a, a choke slam onto his knee, but it hurts his knee because yep. it had been worked on the entire that's match. MJ, that's MJF status right there. He just yes. did that against Takeshita, actually. The, the power bomb on the knee, but right. Yeah. Um, Matt Stryker goes to hit his Death Valley driver, but uh, Walters counters and goes for a power bomb. But his leg gives out. Mm-mm-mm. Tough, he, tough uh, break. Tough break. He thought he could do it, but he could not. And then uh, Matt Stryker just lands on him. Yeah. Throws him up for the win. So solid uh, solid finish there. Solid yeah. match. Didn't really uh, give me full chubbed up, but it uh, it got it got my pants moving a little bit. Yeah, I would say definitely the best wrestling match of the night thus far. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. Just from a strict wrestling standpoint. And this was completely different than anything we'd seen. You know, the closest oh, yeah. being the opener, but like that, like you mentioned, that was more high-flying. This was more grounded and technical. But yeah, Stryker really owned him in the beginning, and I wasn't thinking the Danielson comparisons, but yeah, I mean, it did kind of remind you of like a poor man's Brian Danielson out there, but it was good work for sure. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, Stryker, or excuse me, uh, Walters had that nice comeback. Crowd was getting hot. Um, it was his hometown, by the way, I believe, Walters. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It was in Boston, Boston, right? yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, very solid match. Although <laughs> I'll admit I wasn't a big fan of uh, Walter's promo after the match. I just put Walter's was really proud of himself. I couldn't really hear what he was saying. What well, did he... that, yeah, that's that's the thing with those promos is the sound quality is so mm-hmm. shitty. I don't really remember what he said either. But again, he was proud. He was just like, yeah, I may not have won, but I did it in my hometown and I'm mm. proud and I'm going to do better <laughs> next time. It was just like a classic dumb baby face promo. Yeah, it was because, yeah, it was like, like you said, said it... these guys don't have a lot of charisma. Right. Yeah. And it was Walter's hometown. So the crowd was like chanting bullshit after the fact. They're they're big John Walters fans. Who oh, knew? Yeah. Had a whole section behind them. But uh, I guess that was to like, no, no, guys, he's fine. Cheer for the baby face over here. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. But yeah, um, so yeah good, re- good wrestling here. Some good wrestling. Good, good grapples. Nothing yes. wrong with that. Little grapple fuck. That's, you know. Or as Bo likes to call a mat, like a technical match like this. So instead of calling it like a flippy for a high flyer, he'll call this a rolly. Match mm. was real rolly, which I've grown to enjoy that term. You know, I like that actually. This was a like very Zach Saber Jr. King oh, of the Rolly match. Yeah. Literally about to say that. Yeah, he's very uh, loves to roll, loves to yeah. grapple. Fuck. But speaking of yeah. grappling and fucking, we got Rob Feinstein backstage. <laughs> and, the um, boss. Or <laughs> a homicide. He finds Rob Feinstein and catering. As we mentioned earlier, I believe uh, Rob was eating meatballs. They made it a point to mention that. And uh, homicides, like, because remember, they had the whole scuffle, the whole brouhaha beforehand. Bitch ass uh, wigger. Yeah, I mean, because you Think know. Think of the a bitch ass wigger. Right. So. Bitch ass wigger. God, that's so good. <laughs> it's something. It's something. But yeah, Hami has he, because uh, he was originally going to be uh, in, in a number one contenders match yeah. later, but he's like, nah. That ain't important to me. I, I want, want Trent, Trent Acid. Fuck Give him to guy. me. Give him to me. Give me He's what I want. He's a bitch ass wigger. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you just say that in your everyday life, and everybody's like, "What the hell?" I think I might. <laughs> Funny enough, I did put. I had a note here that said, "Whoever the boss is is pretty tight, just eating grub." It's <laughs> chilling. He you was know? just chilling, man. He stays like, chilling. Okay, you, you want to get out of that match? You want this match? Okay, cool. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, but his hair color changed a few times during this show. I think because there were like pre tapes. Yeah, <laughs> the backstage <laughs> one about like the investigation thing, which was oh, okay. very strange, and we'll get there. But yeah, his hair was yeah. like dark for that. Yeah, I, d- I did take note. <sighs> well, we'll get to that, I guess. It's, it's, it's just a thread throughout the show, you know, it ties us all together. <laughs> but um, speaking of things that are all throughout the show, we got more special K. The rave. <laughs> <laughs> that was so absurd. They're uh because the, the ladies that are with Special K, they're like, why are we always wrestling? We want to go yeah. out. It's like, where'd you think what'd you think this building was? You whatever. They but, are um, wrestlers. Um, but uh yeah, so we got special K. This time is represented by Angel Dust, Deranged, and Jay Lethal, yeah. also known as Hydro. It's like among all of these guys, it's just hilarious how much Jay Lethal sticks out. Like how much yeah. he's like the wrestler and everybody else is like not that. I mean, Carnage Crew is actually pretty solid, but. And he wasn't dressed like them either. I mean, he had just no. like those kind of camo-y khaki type pants on. But right. yeah, that was, uh, 
I, I didn't realize it till the like I'd known Jay Lethal had a different name, but it just mm-hmm. didn't click with me when I saw Hydro. And even when he was in the ring initially, I didn't realize it was him until mm-hmm. a few minutes into that match. And I shot you a DM I'm like, holy shit, Jay Lethal was in special K. Yeah, you're not exactly looking for Jay Lethal amongst no. <laughs> their music and the stupidity. No. I mean, it's just, but when you see him, it's like, oh, yeah, it's because he doesn't look that different than he looks yeah. like now. Just very, just very young. Right, right. It doesn't crack, though. It doesn't crack. No, it sure does not. No, it sure does not. And yeah, I even have, I even have here, Loke and Hydra start. Shit, that's Jay Lethal. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're invested in this match. Oh, but even before that, no, I got invested because at the time, I did not know it was, I think it was deranged, at least. Like, the, the Carnage crew is coming out, and he's like, I didn't know we were fighting these guys. Why are they here? <laughs> it's an impromptu match, don't you know? Yeah. Unadvertised. Oh, and uh, and then someone said hugs for drugs. Maybe him, I think. I right after that, yeah. They're all hugging each other. It's fun. It's fun. And Becky's just fucking everyone, apparently. Well, she's a slut. I don't know, yeah. if, you, I don't know if commentary. I heard. I heard. I mean, even after the match, they're all like. Hey, look, they got that slut Becky on the outside, Chris. <laughs> yep, I made note it's, of that. <laughs> just so like, whatever. Yeah, it's the slut. The slut over there. They got the slut over there. It's like it's the play-by-play of the match. It's whatever. But um. And then just incredible kisses Becky during the match, and the announcer's no like, "That's like her tenth kiss tonight." And then the other guy says, "Yeah, he should probably go to the clinic after that." <laughs> What do you think of the commentary just overall on this show? <laughs> hits and misses, I'd say. Um, were there like hits? I, huh? <laughs> were there, were there hits? Yeah, they're not very good, but like the slut, like calling her a slut, that's funny. That is fun. You know, yeah. there were like moments like that and the clinic comment. So mm. there yeah. were a few. Yeah, here's what I compare it to because, and I'll put my boys over here. Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast, Year of Duke and Rogue, mm-hmm. 2000 WCW. Um, shit, what was I even going to say? What were we just talking about? <laughs> I too- lost my train of thought as I'm putting these guys <laughs> over. <laughs> but, uh, the commentary, comparing it to... Oh, Mark Madden. Yeah. So these guys reminded me of Mark Madden a little bit. Just like loud just- and bumbling and saying a lot of dumb shit. And every once in a while, something will land. That's kind of, even though like Madden was way more out there and more of a character than these two. Um, right. But in terms of like the things they said, I kind of got some similarities, but yeah, I'd never heard of these guys either. They sounded like backyard wrestling commentators, but yeah, they had a few moments I'd say. But well, one of them is there. Gabe Sapolsky, the, uh, the owner or the book. Oh, was it? Title is. Yeah. He, he went by an alias. But it was uh, him. yeah, because yeah, I looked up the two names and I didn't recognize the names, but that's right. interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're very Jerry Seinfeldy. Um, yeah, I can see that. Once once you hear that comparison, you'll you'll hear nothing else other than yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Um, and I like Seinfeld, but I get it <laughs> for sure. Do you do you like Friends? No. See, I did, nobody likes both shows. It's either yeah. one or the other. I'm more of a Friends guy myself, okay. but I See, hate I, Seinfeld. Okay. I'm more of a Curb Your Enthusiasm guy. Like, that's probably my favorite comedy of all time. I need to get into that. I keep meaning to, but then I just... But if you don't like Seinfeld... I mean, it's different enough. Like, mm, yeah. Because it's just... I mean, Larry David just being an asshole. 
but he's usually right, but he's such an asshole that he can never get what he wants. That's kind of the crux of it. I think it's Seinfeld himself that I don't like is what turns yeah, me off the show. So as long as he's not in it. Well, no, um, he, you learn that. Well, so the character of George was based off of Larry David in real life. And you realize oh. that from watching Curb, like the shit he does is very finds himself in some George like situations. But interesting. Well, yeah, that'll be a whole separate podcast in itself, yeah. I think. <laughs> but uh, for now. We got the Carnage crew, of course, the team of DeVito, Loke, and Just Incredible. Uh, old Just Incredible doing a seven amigos in yeah. this match. Um, yes. I put. I just put a million vertical suplexes. Lots of them. <laughs> so it may I say didn't... too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. That's, you know, teach their own, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Slugger, by the way, is uh, like the bodyguard of Special yeah. K. He's a big, 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 tall big. gentleman big boy he's a big boy um and he gets involved a few times in this match which is confused i guess the rules were relaxed a bit god yeah he like, very late on a pin breakup at one point <laughs> like too well, late on a pin breakup at one point it's a wonder why we've never seen slugger pop up anywhere i know i know one line I enjoyed, uh, actually two here by commentary I wrote down was, and I, I think I'm paraphrasing here, but Carnage crew likes to beat people up, get drunk, and go to the titty bar. Oh, man, they have ugly wives. They hate their jobs. <laughs> that's their whole gimmick. So that's like Dude. kind of the thing here. They're like establishing a feud, I guess, because it's like the blue collar guys versus yeah. the young punk rich kids. And that's, so. what, and that's what commentary was hitting on. Like, these kids don't know a day's of hard work in their life. They spend all their parents' money on drugs. Mm-hmm. And then just a simple regarding deranged one of them's like, what a jerk off this kid is. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like him. They don't like no, they him. They don't. They sure don't. Um, and right after that, sorry to cut you off, but my go, next please. note is very awesome flying head scissors by Derange. Kind of whipped it around real quick before hitting it. That was awesome. Yeah, these Never are probably seen the anyone best. Hit, hit a head scissors or Hurricane Rana, whatever you want to call it like that. Right. Yeah, these are probably like the best members of Special K, these three. Angel yeah. Dustin, Jay this Lethal, love them. Pretty good match. I mean, all bullshit and things considered. Like, I was entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was solid. It was like Carnage Crew is actually really good. I mean, you yeah. would, they look like just a bunch of brawlers, which they are. But like, even like their promos, which I don't think there were any on this show, but their promos are like a step above everybody else. Like when they talk, they really get over their characters well. Um, and Special K, they're like dickheads, but it, it works to some extent. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, I got Loke. So at the beginning, like Loke is just doing a bunch of chain wrestling, which is like, man, I didn't. That's not how I saw this match going. It's not we signed up. Not what we yeah. signed up for here. <laughs> uh, he hits Angel Dust with a crazy like dead eye with a Hangman Page action, but it was like yeah, a, yeah, just a way more haphazard version of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, Defito hits a power bomb on one of the Special K guys, but then Slugger breaks it up, kinda. <laughs> uh he tries to at least yeah i put broken up by slug too late and then he got the double drop kick by his yes. own team yeah yes a little miscommunication action as mm. hydro and deranged tough go break. for a double missile drop kick they hit slugger doesn't knock him down Mm-mm. he's not been knocked off his feet yet in not, once. Nope, not, not once nope not once Never going to happen. Oh, wait, here comes Just Incredible with a super kick. Super Knocks kick. him down. Yep. <laughs> super kick! <laughs> the original Young Buck. Just Incredible. Yes. yes. As he's well known as. Um, so Slugger's out. He's down. 
and uh oh boy he, julius <laughs> slugger like <laughs> collects himself on the outside and julius is like you gonna hang out with these dumbass fellas uh he didn't say fellas but he was like you gotta <laughs> no, hang out didn't. with these guys <laughs> and uh He's like Rottweilers. Like, I think Rottweilers. we Rottweilers. <laughs> I, I guess it's like a faction that becomes yeah. a thing, I guess. And Slugger is allegedly going to be a part of that, I guess. So uh, that's a thing. And uh, yeah, Carnage. And then they crew. all get hit. Then they all get hit by an angel dust moonsault right there. Ooh, yes. And I wrote. So one of my buddies always calls like when someone hits a big move to the outside, and they all fall. The domino. So right. I wrote moonsault into a huge domino because I think there are like eight people out there that all tumbled to the ground. Oh, yeah. All those special K. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and some of the Carnage crew, I feel. Yeah, maybe. At least maybe a few of them in there. Well, Julius Smokes was down there. We know He counts for two. Right, right. Um, but then eventually, just incredible, with a gnarly second rope tombstone pile driver off the yeah. second rope. Onto... <laughs> that was insane. Oof, that was uh they both bounced like six feet after that landing it felt like yeah and he it was like halfway across the ring he just <laughs> yeah. launched that was wild uh and that gets the win for the carnage crew and then devito just any just other special K member loading <laughs> them with with a chair he's just unloading chair shots mass chair shots just everybody and like the they, rock on mankind at royal rumble 99 right just hammering them but on like 12 people, of yeah. course. And not all to the head. And then Becky Bayless is there. She didn't get hit with a chair. That's what? I mean. And look, they got that slut Becky on the outside, Chris. So they grab her, right? And then uh, they're about to do a spike pile driver off the second rope. But then Justin uh -oh. Credible is like, nah, 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 let's, let's not do that. Remember, I kissed her earlier. I want to fuck her, right? <laughs> she's but wait, baby. no. Mm. You know what sluts like? They like getting pile driven off the apron <laughs> through tables. Yeah, it's the tables. <laughs> they give her uh, the old, the old, I, I associate it to Rhino. He, I felt like he used to do it a lot back in the day. The little pile driver off the apron yes. through the table onto Becky Bayless. Onto that slut. <laughs> that dirty <laughs> slut. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Fun, Fun stuff. stuff. Fun stuff, fun stuff. And then there, there more more of this feud later in the show, of course. Yes. Um, well, now we got, um, so that brings us to intermission. With oh, yes. Gary Michael Capetta backstage. GMC. GMC's the man, man. <laughs> he's, uh, well, first of all, he's letting us know that both Low-Key and Amazing Red are injured. Yep. So they'll be out. Low-Key had like a broken jaw and... Amazing Red had an injured knee, which they had been playing to in the shows before this. Um, so I think he's going to be out for a while. I guess both of them probably are. Um, but Amazing Red and AJ Styles were the tag team champions. So now they've been stripped of the titles and there will be a gauntlet, a tag team gauntlet match at the next show, Glory by Honor, to uh, crown some new champions. And uh, one of the teams in this gauntlet, the Briscoes. The Ooh. very young and youthful Briscoes here, baby. Man, yeah, the singlets, the uh, the teeth, Mark Hattia. <laughs> <laughs> you recognize them with the teeth. That was like the first thing I noticed. I'm like, oh my god! And I've seen I think maybe 2007, six, five ish. 
it was like the earliest I'd seen of them. So yeah, this was definitely the youngest. I think what Mark was 18 and Jay 19 here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the first year of ring of honor, Mark couldn't even wrestle in Philadelphia yeah. because he wasn't old enough. Um, and I think they said this was what his third or fourth singles match. Right. Yeah. I think Mark had only wrestled his brother unless I'm forgetting one. Um, but yeah, so he has a singles match coming up. So that's like kind of the, uh, the running. So the show is called beating the odds yeah. and we'll figure out why that is. But, but the, the Briscoes are, uh, I guess they had been, cause they're like literally like going into college, yeah. which is yeah. hilarious. So they're like, they didn't know whether they wanted to do wrestling full time or Beat do college farmers. football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but apparently they're now taking wrestling seriously. And then thank, uh, thank, thank God. I mean, for <laughs> that we got to see them. Yeah, uh, they, they would have a uh, a little bit of success in the, the Ring of Honor, yes. I would say. Just a tad. Yes. But, yes. Um, that brings us to Mark Briscoe versus BJ Whitmer, your boy. My boy. You big BJ Whitmer guy? So he's, I, w- I would, dare I say he's a friend of mine now, I would say. Really? Um, yeah, so he grew up in northern Kentucky, like probably 15 minutes from where I did. But we met um, early last year just through a mutual connection. Mm. Um, and we ended up like having lunch and just staying in touch. And um, he's now gotten hooked me up with tickets to AEW shows, which has been very right. nice. Um, and then when they were in Lexington recently, he was so he moved to Portland or somewhere up there. But his okay. sister still lives here. So we got together again a couple of weeks ago for lunch. So, uh, yeah, wow. I, he's, uh, I'd say he's a friend. But uh, he's been, uh, not to get too off topic, but he's Please. kind of been taking the reins of the, and I may have mentioned this Saturday night on Tim King After Dark to put that mm-hmm. over. But he's been producing, like, all the women's stuff recently with Tony and Jamie and Soraya. And oh, really? Sheeta, like, back to those matches. So, Got to give him a lot of credit for kind of turning that division around. He doesn't do any of Jade's stuff. He's made that known. <laughs> <laughs> is there any uh, reason? Uh, Billy Gunn is like her personal producer. Um, Interesting. But um, yeah, it's been great getting to know him. And like, we'll just text every now and then like, hey, that was a great show. And he'll tell me which match he produced and just, you know, built a nice little relationship with That's the awesome. guy. and frankly had never seen much of his work before meeting him like i'd obviously heard of him but you know Mm. not watching ring of honor a whole lot and especially not you know the early days and i know he then came back but you know i've Mm. kind of just watched random shit before the last couple of years but uh yeah been nice to you know once i've gotten to know him watch some of his shit and uh this was a really good match i uh, i very much enjoyed this and i think to this point the match of the night yeah no yeah bj is great i mean he um he's coming off at this point off of a uh a world title match against samoa joe which he lost of course but oh nice he's been how was it it was good it was solid um coming in the uh i think he's also in the field of honor tournament so um well this is a field of honor match right i don't think this is oh um, really okay cage matches lying to me which they they tend to do but um because i don't think mark briscoe's in it Okay, I knew BJ was, so maybe right. I was just thinking it was, but yeah. Um, but yeah, BJ, BJ's really solid. He's like, um, but then, then against Mark Briscoe, which, like you said, he's 18, and it's crazy how good he is, like, <laughs> I <already>. know, <laughs> yeah. 
It's just insane. Um, but it was, it was a good match. BJ kind of dominates early. Their commentary is really putting over how Mark Briscoe has no chance. I think they even yeah. mentioned is like, yeah, it's a little tune-up match for BJ Whitmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Mark eventually he like they start brawling on the outside, which I guess is where uh, his forte is. So he hits a suplex on the floor onto BJ, and then a shooting star press off the top to the floor onto him. Which BJ told because I texted him after watching this. He told me that's the first time Mark ever did that move. Really? Yeah. It's a big, big base for him. So yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but no, then, that was very, very impressive too, for a, an 18 year old kid. <laughs> Fuck it. Young, dumb, and a lot of semen in him. So, <laughs> and then he just started chucking him into all the barricades after that. Dude, I Hard. these these barricades that Ring of Honor has. I don't know how much security they provide, but they are loud as fuck, and I love yeah, it. They are, they are. I think he threw them what three or four times into the barricade. Yeah, yeah. he was fed up, man. He'd been getting and he just chain wrestled for a few minutes, and then he's yeah. like, "Fuck this shit! I'm a chicken farmer yeah. or whatever." So, um, but in the ring, <laughs> BJ hits a superplex, uh, dragon suplex, I believe. Yep. Mark comes back at him with some like urinagi. They, they kept calling it urinagis, but yeah, it like but they like weren't a, like, <laughs> like T-bone a, suplex yeah. or something. Yeah, I wrote T-bone, not your because urinagi is like a rock bottom. These are right. they're like throwing him over the head because he like started like a urinagi, but yeah, correct. Like said, I just threw him over his head. Yeah, these commentators suck. Don't know nothing. <laughs> just dropping uh, BJ on his head. Uh, Mark goes for a moonsault, but. BJ gets out of the way, but Mark lands on his feet. Yep. BJ then hits the exploder, which is his finish, but only gets a two count. BJ goes up to the top. Then Mark runs up the ropes, hits him with another Uranagi, and uh, gets the win. Barely made it up there, though. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> a, little, a little slippery, those ropes, but he got just enough of them to. Uh, I mean, yeah, like a quarter of an inch, and he does not make that move. Like that was whew, very impressive that he was able to get that done with just yeah. how he came up the rope. And that being the finish, that would have been a yeah. disastrous yeah. if you would have fucked that and up. Yeah. But uh, not yeah. a fucking Uranagi, you dumb fucks. It was a top rope Uranagi, man. I don't know who you're talking I'm glad about. you pointed that out because I actually didn't. I just called them T-bones in here because right. they weren't Uranagis. Yeah, he just kind of chucked him. I don't even think he had any technique yeah. in mind. Let me grab this fella and just drop him on his head. I have that he. it was a running, jumping belly to belly. There That's we go. I put. Yeah, I'll accept that. An arm drag, perhaps? Yeah. But that gives uh that gives Mark the win. He beats the odds. He did beat the odds. Beats the and odds. Who would have known? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Thought it was just gonna be a tune-up match. Yeah, yeah. But no, this was great. I mean, both guys were awesome. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, BJ dominated the first half until Mark kind of like said fuck it and just started flying around like a maniac. And uh yeah, yeah I thought the chemistry here was great. And um just good, good stuff. Yeah, I loved this. Might be my favorite match of the show. Maybe I'm biased. Uh, that four-way also was really, really good. So those would be the two, my two favorites. I might, I might have, a, I might have a different take. But uh, I oh, guess... well, Homicide and Trent. Yeah, I guess yeah. that was also. Really That'd probably good. be my number one. Uh, yeah, behind Slick Wagner Brown. Yeah, so of course, of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, really, those three all in a row were all. Yeah. Well, it's good that there's several options to be match of the night. So, yeah. 
either equally good or and equally all bad. were different very different types of matches as well this was you know right. i don't want to call it purely technical but kind of more of just like a standard wrestling match with some mm-hmm. you know some big spots but then obviously trenton homicide is a little more personal passionate i would say some weapon so. some weapon some plunder is uh, dust, the american dream dusty road would say. <laughs> and then obviously the four way is just an awesome four way and we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm jumping a gun. You're just you're just an eager just beaver, exci- aren't you? I'm just excited. We gotta we gotta talk about <laughs> Rob Feinstein first. Yeah, we do. We gotta talk about Here him some more. Rob Feinstein wants to know who attacked Lucy. So a few shows. And I ago, don't even know who Lucy is. Like I'm. Like, what is, the um, fuck is this? Oh my god! What's her fucking this name? special investigative report? She just she just passed away. What was what was her name? Um. Oh, did she? Why, why am I blinking on her name? Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Is it Daphne? Daphne, yes. It's Daphne, okay. I think. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me fact check. I only said that based on I, she passed away, what, like yeah. last year, I think. And she was in WCW in yes. that 2000 time frame, so it makes sense that she yes, was Daphne. There. Okay. Um, Who was she, like, in the story? Like, so what, she was what's aligned. What's the significance here? Yeah. She was aligned with CM Punk and Colt Cabana. I okay. guess a second city saint of sorts, and of who, of course, have been feuding with Raven. Um, and they did a deal where Lucy basically was holding the camera for CM Punk as he was cutting a promo, and then they walk off, and then somebody attacks her from behind. Now, you don't see this. It might not have actually been her holding the camera, but that was like what was getting sure. presented. Um, so she's not with the company. I don't know what the story is if her leaving the company or whatever, but basically somebody attacked her from behind, and they're trying to figure out who it is. But Rob Feinstein, they've they've hired all these investigators and nobody <laughs> has any leads on who attacked Lucy. So who else should we ask? Who who better than the than Ring the of fans. Honor faithful? <laughs> Guys, I know you weren't here. I know you literally only see what we present to but you. But if you have any information on Lucy's whereabouts and the attacker, please reach out to Ring of Honor dot com or what roh wrestling.com <laughs> give us who you who you think it is <laughs> what i what was we talking so about? confused by this but like also just geeking the fuck out because i'm like this is one of the dumbest things and then also knowing that he got stung himself years <laughs> later <laughs> now i mean it could be one of two things one they're just trying to get traffic to their website mm-hmm. or two they're fishing for storyline ideas. Like fans are going to give them like options of like, yeah. oh, but the fucking uh, <laughs> the uh, John Cena or whoever is you know prominent at the time. Um, but who knows? Maybe. But more to follow. Uh, I'll keep you abreast of the investigation as it gets moves along. Oh yeah, I can't wait. So, um, but that brings us to um, probably my match of the night. Yeah, Trent- this was this was really good. We got old uh, Trent Acid doing double duty apparently tonight versus yep. homicide and a cage match labeled this match. If homicide loses, he'll never yes. wrestle in ROH. Again. I did. I did notice that. Yeah. So I didn't know if I just missed something because I didn't hear them allude to that. at no, all. No, they did not. They did not. So cage match lied twice. Grant, well, I guess match. the 31 minutes in the main event isn't technically a lie because the, the original match was that long. Are we sure though? Are we sure of yeah, that? Maybe so cage match. Just according got to it wrong. cage match, well, according that's what I'm saying. To maybe comment- they were like thinking of a different match. 
According to commenters on Cage Match, on said match, there were people claiming that that was the case. That's actually how I found out. So unless cagematch.net has moles commenting Mm. on their own matches to defend their time lengths, (laughs) which would be pretty fucking wild. Um, I'm going to guess that one is probably true, the 31 minutes, but... Right. The, if homicide loses, he must leave Ring of Honor. Yeah, I did not hear them say anything about that, nor did no. the boss say it backstage when he requested the match. He just he just said you got to give a or no, he, homicide volunteered his spot mm-hmm. in that four way. Yeah, and then he's just like, you want the match? Yeah, you got the match. So. Is there something we need to reach out to cage matches representatives? We got to get them on the horn. Yeah, I'm, on their site. I'm on their site 20 times a day, so I should have some sort of fucking <laughs> clout up there. Maybe but, BJ uh, knows somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to get this going. But um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, very interesting. So Homicide, Trent Acid. So their feud has kind of sh- stretched beyond Ring of Honor. They've done some CZW stuff. They've done some Japan stuff. Okay, but I'm just watching the Ring of Honor stuff, and it hasn't really. Tri- I mean, it's just been. It's felt like just random matches, like not a lot of story behind it. But I'm sure if I would watch like the CZW or whatever the hell, it'd, it'd be more complete to me. But um, well, at least we had the pre-show attack in the gym this time to right. at least build the heat for this from that bitch ass wigger. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that you mention it, that really is all the story that we need. I think. Yeah. Um, let me. So why don't let me you ask play you, it? Why don't you play it for me? I mean, the, 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 the I story of this a, match. I've got a decent impression going, but it's still not as good as the original. Say it one more time. The bitch ass wigger. They thought they wasted a bitch ass wigger. That's actually pretty good. That was pretty. I gotta get the bitch ass. The bitch ass. I've got the wigger down. But, right. Yeah. After Fun we stuff. get done recording, I want you to look in the mirror for an hour and just say it over and over again. <laughs> then um, I will start using it in my everyday life. There we go. I'll I probably stay become... away from the rest of the, <laughs> the, the tirade, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> it was just so oh, shit. It, it was very liked. vicious. Uh, but speaking of vicious, this so Homicide's entrance. So who had the more awkwardly long introduction, Homicide or The Origin? I don't was, even re- what happened here. I didn't take a note on it. I don't, so, and I uh, did watch this match pretty late at night. But Homicide's theme song is Rabbit Run by Eminem. And the intro to the song is like at least a minute long. And the camera is just shot on like the, the curtain. So for the longest time, it's just nothing yeah, happening. And then I do there's rem- just like, yeah. <laughs> well, so one, two things here actually one yes. i i loved when trent came down the uh com or the announcer said and he claims to measure at nine and a half inches <laughs> that's some jack sexsmith stuff right there the half inch counts yes and we then i just this. put he's so greasy literally and figuratively because he was just like dripping wet it's a shiny too. boy well he had had a match before so he's, yeah, he's that's true that's true but then also i believe I don't know if it was after Homicide's entrance or before. Maybe that's why I got uh, caught up here. But that mm-hmm. was when they cut back to Raven again. Mm-hmm. And all he did, like early, he had a bit of a promo, but not much of one and said he was going to kill him. But this, I believe all he said was, CM Punk, I'm going to kill you. And Dude, it was like, so <laughs> unnecessary. Because like, yeah. like I said, 
that we were building up to this match the whole show homicide comes out trent comes out bell rings wait a minute tonight i am going to kill you all right back to the match so now we got (laughs) back to this blood grudge match here wait what do you think we forgot about that promo like we'll get to it guys Uh, whatever we um, opened the show with this. We didn't, yeah. <laughs> and with such an accusation like that, we didn't forget. No, that's not something you forget. That's not that's not something you glaze over. Um, but that being said, this, this match was, was really fun. This was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of yakuza kicks in this match. A yeah. lot, a lot of kicks to the face. I would say this yes. is ninety percent yakuza kick, but um, some fun. I mean, a, a Trent Acid busts out an Asai moonsault into the crowd onto Homicide yes. in the beginning, which is that reminded that was some Kenny Omega shit right there. Ooh, okay, I was gonna say he ECW, did that in, but... in New Japan, like over that guardrail a couple of times, but yeah. right. Um, more recency, you know, familiar. No, you're saying Kenny Omega owes all his success to Trent Acid. I'm with you. That's a fact. Yes, I will okay. not deny that. Can't can't say that you're wrong there. Yeah. Um, homicide. He's, he grabs a chair, sets it up on the outside, sits Trent on it, does his tope con hilo through the middle ropes onto mm-hmm. the chair. But I think Trent gets out of the way, perhaps. I don't think it matters. I think everybody just, you know, it's just chaos. Yep. Um, homicide. It's a, a Yakuza kick on the Trent and then a face wash in the corner, which commentary really was like, oh my God, his eye. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess Trent, his eye was bleeding. So I don't bleeding know what, right from the eye. I don't know if he kicked his eye so hard that it was bleeding or if he just yeah. like cut him right next to it. But um, it looked brutal, then, whatever it was. And around this part, I have, yeah, Julius Smokes was just clowning with cashmere on the outside. Oh, my God. This Julius, Julius Smokes. Blah, blah, blah. He's so tight. <laughs> wonder what he's doing. Let's get him on TV. I would love to know because that guy... He's a force of something, I'll tell you that. I don't know what. It's becoming my new favorite segment on this show. Is the guy still alive? <laughs> Julius Smokes. Um, well, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. He... I bet he's probably smoking something. That, that's actually a very good Right bet. now. Well, it doesn't say, um, it doesn't give me anything. He's, he's also known as J-Train, also known as the devil's son-in-law. So um, there's some <laughs> okay. information for you, information for you to accompany this match. But uh, do this. If anyone out there knows what Julius Smokes is up to now. Please hey, Julius, Julius, if yeah. you're listening, you want to come call on? In. <laughs> Send me an email. We'll, we'll, we'll make this happen. Man, that, <laughs> actually, that is a dream guest of mine now. Yeah. Just to have Julius Smokes. Can you imagine? And homicide. 40 year old Julius Smokes. going to be a bitch ass wigger. <laughs> I would te- I would definitely reference that to him. Yeah, I'm sure he remembers. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But uh, how how about this back seat driver onto yeah. this set up chair in the ring? Yeah, that was uh, nasty. <laughs> that was because I guess it's like a. Uh, it was like face for like he face planted that chair hard, jaw man. first. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was like I'm trying to. How do you? How would you explain? Iconoclasm is out the movies where they're like sitting on the top rope and then they like flip him over into a slam, but he just kind of like tossed him and yeah into the chair. Um, brutal, brutal. But then they just have a yakuza kick battle where like Trent 
hits him and then homicide hits him as he bounces off the ropes and then Trent hits homicide in the back of the head with one and then in the face and then he pins him and then it's a one count kick yeah the kick outs at one back and forth fighting yeah. spirit and then homicide hits him with he it it's a two count. <laughs> you're right like, this was definitely better than the last match i was just being biased it's okay well when you describe it you know when you yell what's happening yeah. in the match it always appears more exciting yeah but um but no this part really got my blood going in it my got <laughs> I just noticed your name is Flying Hog, by the way. It's fantastic. If you don't think that's going to be your name in the uh, actual episode, you're you're dead wrong. Good. Uh, Trent hits Homicide with a rolling elbow and busts up his nose. So it's just a really hard-hitting match. Uh, Homicide hits a top rope ace crusher. uh, Goes for the pin, but Johnny Cashmere pulls out the ref. Mm. And And then then Julius starts chasing (laughs) Well, it's because he's a a bitch ass wiggle. (laughs) But then Trent fucking levels. uh, I I don't remember if he speared him or just kicked him, but he hammered. It was another Yakuza kick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. course. (laughs) Uh, But ultimately, Homicide hits the uh, what I call the gringo killer, which it'll always be the gringo killer. Uh, Further, they were calling it the kudo driver at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure why I hadn't heard that name. It had it's had various names. The cop killer at one point. Uh, oh yeah, it's a bit rough. But uh, the the, <laughs> the kudo driver onto Trent for the win. So whether or not the stipulation was correct or not, he's not leaving Ring of Honor because he won this match. So homicide wins and a hell of a match. Yeah, this really match. it really was great. And as we went through it, I'm like, yeah, this was better. And it did have the. The story from earlier and mm. the bitch ass wigger. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to isolate uh, you saying it somewhere and just <laughs> use it. I don't know how I'll use it, but I'll use it. Please, please. Um, but yeah, this definitely lived up to all the shenanigans ahead of time and mm-hmm. definitely enjoyed Julius's antics and he and Cashmere running around out there. And right. Yeah, Homicide was like chasing Cashmere at one point and then he came in and he got Yakuza kicked by Trent as well. Accuses for everybody, man, indiscriminately. Oh, man. And then I put after Julius Smokes was just hooting and hollering after the win for whatever that is worth. He's he's known for his hooting and also and his, his hollering. hollering. Yeah, so uh, can't be surprised by that. But yeah, Homicide's fucking great, man. I mean, 2003, he's so far definitely the MVP of this year. I mean, he's just oh, nice. Seems I like haven't every seen show. enough of I haven't seen enough of his work, man. Like, I think didn't he beat Danielson for the Ring of Honor title? He, I think so. I think like, so. I've heard, like I think he did, and I heard that was an awesome match. Yeah, that that's like because I mean I've I've seen his like LAX stuff and TNA and few things beyond that, but his stuff in Ring of Honor is like really, it's great. I mean, yeah. any any homicide match from 2003, he had a great match with CM Punk. He had a, a brutal match with Steve Carino at the last show. So that's another guy I've seen almost next to nothing of who I know was also big in this era. And I think did a lot of like street fights and shit like that. Oh yeah. I think him and uh, BJ had a street fight, like kind of recently. It was like 2014 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was like one of his last matches or something like that, but that's like 10 years ago. What am I talking about? Kind of recently. That still feels like two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Compared to um, this, I guess, but. but he was new. He was New Japan's color commentator for their English for like a little less than a year. Steve Carino was, was. 
Yeah, and he did yeah. the first Omega Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 11. So that's how oh, I really was, I really enjoyed him as a color commentator. But I think doesn't he work for WWE again, like at the Performance yeah. Center or something? Yeah, he does. I think his son just got signed. I think. Yeah. Right? Colby, which yes. I know those two had a match together last year somewhere on the Indies that was really? apparently really good that I didn't see, but I imagine yeah. it would be. Yeah, yeah. Steve Carino, he actually commentated the first Ring of Honor show as well, and he was. uh I would like to think he's gotten better since then, but it was yeah. very, <laughs> it was very like oh, if you thought this was bumbly and yeah. high energy, it was way <laughs> worse than the first show. But I remember in that Omega Okada match, he was just so excited, which I loved. But there was one moment where Okada had a submission move that he doesn't do anymore, but it was called the Red Ink, and mm. he had it on, and Carino was just so excited, and he's like, ah. Oh! And I can't even remember the name of this move. <laughs> yep. Nope. Never mind. He's the same. He's the same. But it's it very entertaining, though. <laughs> is the red ink better than the money clip? Yes, because he wouldn't try to use it to win matches. Okay. Thank but God. that's the thing. Now he doesn't. Now the money clip is more of just like, a, mm. you know, later in the match, wear you down. But... I mean, that's Okada, not to get sidetracked, but like when he doesn't have the IWGP championship, he just gets bored and tries to do different things mm-hmm. or just dyes his hair red and brings balloons to the ring. That tends to but happen. Like, he wears pants. Yeah, but that was a period. He's like, I'm better than everyone. I'm just going to stop using my finisher and just try and beat everyone with this chokehold. So. I guess. Gotta switch it up. Gotta switch it up. I mean, is the money clip has nothing on the Lacey Evans Cobra clutch, but that's another. I mean, nothing does. Nothing does. <laughs> nothing does. But maybe, maybe Christopher Daniels does. Oh, God. I mean, he's not this here. Was, this was a very long, long promo talking about his destiny. That's pretty I, much all. All I got. Christopher Daniels talking about destiny and looking like a priest. <laughs> He's the fallen angel. I know. I know. Flying hog. Uh, <laughs> but Daniel, I, I live for Daniel. It was a good, yeah, it was a honor. good promo. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's always like, just... it starts, always starts like this. <laughs> the prophecy of the, it's always the same shit. And it's just yeah, a lot of I work. enjoyed it. It was just long and I feel like he was saying the same shit the whole time. Yeah, it's like, he's the number, as you could you if you saw yeah. the the top five he's a number one contender and he's going to face samoa joe at the next at the show next, and we're, we're yeah. building to that and it's like because they've been feuding for a long time in ring of honor and they're finally like coming together to have a match because originally samoa joe was in the prophecy with daniels that's how he was inter- introduced into ring of honor oh. like the hitman of sorts of that group and then they broke okay. up and then joe won the title and it was a whole thing but uh, apparently daniels is the ecwa champion yeah he's proud of that that's that's where he is. He's not on the show because he's defending that title. Uh, what are some what are some of your favorite ECWA matches of, of of all time? I didn't really have to dig through the archives for that one. Just um, too many that come to mind, right? Yeah, yeah. Daniels in most of them, of course. Right, um, being the legendary ECWA champ that he was. I mean, who could forget? Yeah, I mean. I don't remember who who all did he wrestle there, like Shark Boy or I think Shark Boy was there, yeah. Um, but I'll tell you who was not Johnny Johnny Swinger. <laughs> all right, we got to talk about Samoa Joe's attire here. So we got um, I've been trying not to mention it, but we got we got the four way. It so it's a number great. It's a number one contendership four corner survival match. Chris Saban. Versus AJ Styles versus Jay Briscoe 
versus Samoa Joe. And I know what you're thinking there at home. Well, Samoa Joe's the champion. Why is he in a number one contender match? And I had the same thought, but apparently if he wins, wins, uh, whoever he pins will never get a shot at his title as long as he's champion. So it's like, whatever. Um, He's just there to kick ass, I guess. But which he did in his great attire in in a skirt. Yeah. Smojo comes out with a skirt. It's so commentary was like, oh, I heard I have the inside scoop to Smojo. All of his attire is dirty. It's at the laundromat. <laughs> He's literally wearing his normal tights underneath the skirt. Just take the fucking skirt off, Joe. What are we doing here? <laughs> like again, you're you're an I, island boy. <laughs> I'll admit I enjoyed it. I liked it because it was so different and it was Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Your eye roll, you did not like it at all, did you? Dude, the blonde hair, the puka shell <laughs> necklace. The I mean, it was 2003, baby. Oh, man. I guess I didn't look that different. I, I didn't. It, I did not wear a skirt, but otherwise. It did it look sick. like he was just going to going to the pool in Hawaii, baby. Brother, just chilling. Going to yeah. have me a little four-corner match and just, just hanging out with my wing out. Eat some um, people up. There we go. So, um but yeah, so on paper, this was definitely the match I was most excited for coming in just because of these yeah. four names. I mean, and it it delivered, no doubt. Um, now that I think about it, I would probably say Homicide, Trent, then this, then Whitmer, Mark, in terms of like the okay. order of my three. I jumped the gun a little bit. I'm, as you said, I'm an excited boy today. You are. You are. You wouldn't have the main event in your top three? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, we'll, we'll get into that, though. It's this ghost. The back to our sponsor, Ghost Energy. I finished. There we go. Um, I'm buzzing all over the place here. I don't have Uh, wings. I got what? I got. (laughs) It's like a semi Julius. So we got a four corner match here. Way to get uh, us back on. (laughs) It's my reset button. Yeah. So. The match gets underway, and immediately commentary is like, Jay Briscoe has no shot in this match. <laughs> it's like, okay. The first fucking thing they said. <laughs> although, although I did note that I think it was like right after the bell rang, Joe and AJ faced off. And I think it was a fan is like, why the hell are you wearing a skirt? <laughs> yeah. You could hear it clear as day. That's what we were all thinking after all. <laughs> but um, yeah, Jay that Briscoe. Geeked, that geeked me out big time. <laughs> Because Jay Briscoe has had a decent amount of single success at this point because the first year it was basically just him because his brother couldn't wrestle. Yeah. So it's not like he was like a schlub. It's not like he's a fucking ring crew express guy. He's Jay Briscoe. But he's um, got no fucking chance here. Like he's had more success than Chris Saban has at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, who's Chris Saban here? He's been wrestling I mean, for like a year at this point, Chris yeah, Saban. And he was the fill-in in this match, right? Right. When Homicide. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. So yeah, that was that's a bit. I mean, I, you could tell at that point, and I knew Jay Briscoe won. Um, mm-hmm. They're really beating in that narrative of the beating the odds. Do you think they named the show before or after the show happens? Well, I mean, isn't it named before? Or like, I well, guess, no, I was think this... it's just like a, a show. Okay, like... so this was not broadcasted live. I don't think so. No, because okay. it's it's like a DVD or VHS or whatever. So when yeah. did they do like pay-per-views for the first time? Then I think that was a while down the line. Really? I think it was probably like oh six or seven, maybe. Okay. So then they did have that, I guess, opportunity to have the right. show and then name it. So, but but if the yeah. commentators were already saying it, 
Well, I think commentary was also done after the fact as well. Oh, so maybe maybe the show happened. Yes, they definitely yeah. did that then. There I we didn't go. think about that. But yeah, I mean, it was clear as day what was going. And Jay obviously took a lion's share of the beating. Like the whole, mm. what, middle 10 minutes of the match was just him getting his ass kicked by all three guys and yeah. being in a submission move forever. The, Hell, when Joe had that Boston crab and then he just pulled it all the way back, that was that was pretty. Tight. Oh God, yeah, Samoa Joe. This, this is my favorite era of Samoa Joe. He was amazing, and I mean, he obviously AJ looked great too, but Samoa Joe, skirt and all, stood out above the rest. <laughs> yeah. It takes a man to wrestle in a skirt and uh, still come off like a badass. So yes. with all, frosted all tips as well. Oh man, a lot, a lot of frosted tips. That's what the show should have been called, frosted yeah. tips. <laughs> No, it should have been called Bitch Ass Wicker. <laughs> Maybe the next show will be. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll, keep, we'll keep tabs on that. But uh, fun match. I mean, it's kind of all over the place. I mean, towards the end, it all breaks down. I did like the spot where um, Joe was going to give Jay a face wash in the corner, but AJ's on the apron. And he just clotheslines the shit out of him as he runs that by. Was all, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like it felt to me like Joe and AJ were building to something throughout this match. No like doubt. Enough. Because no before all the TNA stuff, yep. of course. So yeah. like, like two years before that, right? Because the yeah. him, these two and Daniels was like oh five, and then I yep. think Joe and AJ kind of spun off of that, right? Yeah, so a little foreshadowing there. Yeah, I, you, um, I really enjoyed all their sequences together. I remember they had one on the outside at one point that was great as well. I, don't, right. I have a ton of notes here that, that Dude, I do I, have. I don't Jay actually or Joe actually hit a Uranagi in this match. Remember, yes. Jay was like running at him in the corner and he fucking caught him and boom! Classic like spot. That, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that was towards the end. I mean, I'll just take us out. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. No, we gotta no, we um... can so Uranagi, big power bump for two into the STF. And then AJ hit his, still does it today, the like inverted flip DDT where he catches yeah. you and brings you down. Mm-hmm. Jay with like a razor's edge essentially on Saban. Yeah. More of like a toss, but um, rolling. Oh, then there was the rolling cradles from Joe and Jay Briscoe. Right. Cradle shock as well by Chris Saban onto AJ. That's right. A lot of cradles. And AJ, AJ slipped off the ropes, got the you fucked up champ. Dude, yeah, he was going for a spiral tap, I guess, but like slipped. I can see this went up the ropes too fast, but he like turned it into like a Harlem hangover type of deal yeah. where it was like a flip into a leg drop. <laughs> yeah, so like it kind of worked, but it looked brutal. It looked like yeah. it hurt the the man he was landing on. For so. sure. I think it was Saban, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he hit the styles clash on Saban. Jay broke it up, and then there was like a lot of pin breakups. Mm-hmm. And then uh Jay ended up hitting the J driller on Saban and that. I remember the image of Samoa Joe like jumping to try and break it up and couldn't mm-hmm. quite get there, which obviously in a match like this, there were a lot of near falls and pin breakups down the stretch. But I yeah. thought this was well done and well executed and obviously getting the the sympathy built for Jay Briscoe for the majority of the match. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this was really, really good. Yeah, no, it was really fun match. I mean, you look at the names, you know, it's going to be a good match. Yeah. And uh, like you said, Jay Briscoe. Hits the J driller on Saban for the win. As uh, this is like after AJ and Joe take each other out with like enziguris at the same time, yes. and it led yeah, to that, that was finish. Sweet. So yeah. I, I liked how it kind of came to an end there. But uh, yeah, Jay Brisk, Jay Briscoe beats the odds. Woo!
Beats the odds. Insurmountable odds. I mean, he had no chance. No chance. In. None a, whatsoever. A tune-up match, I would dare say, for the, the yeah, rest of the for three For Samoa gentlemen. Joe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess we're getting Jay Briscoe versus Samoa Joe at a later date. I think it's going to be like the following the Bris- month. Big night for the Briscoes here, which yeah. warmed my heart a little bit, you know, obviously. Right. Jay's passing recently, but it was good mm-hmm. to see uh, – the young and youthful Briscoes having a big night here early in their careers. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same thought. It's like, I mean, I always enjoyed the Briscoes, but now especially like cherish what they did in the early days. Cause they were right from day one. They were fucking awesome. So yeah. And were seemingly, I mean, not seemingly just themselves, you know, like yeah. even here when they weren't the gimmick that they kind of became, which was still themselves, but like they were mm. a much, much more toned back version but like right. they still talked exactly the same and like had that <laughs> that gumption for lack of a better term. I don't know. They yeah. just they just seemed intimidating and just like badasses and cool guys. And yeah, they're great. Yeah. You could tell like it was like the same charisma. It was just like turned down a little bit from like what it would end up being. Correct. But you, you could like yeah. see it like inside Absolutely. Just needed to figure out how to uh get it across, but by golly, they would figure yeah. it out. Um so we are almost at the main event, which is a cage match, but they need to uh, take a minute to set up the cage. And how else would do you fill up that time than a just incredible Q&A <laughs> session? <laughs> Boy, you got a problem with just incredible? No, I just thought this was so random. Yet again. <laughs> well, with our boy GMC. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Uh, the, the, the audience, they're asking questions to Justin. I can only make out a few of them. The one I did make out, they, they one of the fans asked Justin, did Brett fuck Sonny? So th- <laughs> I couldn't tell who he, who he asked fuck Sonny. I didn't realize he was talking about me. <laughs> they thought they a bitch-ass wiggle! I deserve that. You, you were but, winding up this whole show for that, weren't you? No. <laughs> I honestly, till this moment, did not know that they said Brett. I really did. I couldn't make it out because the audio oh, really? was so shitty. So I, I assume they did because that was the whole like no, Sunny Days promo makes, and stuff. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because, you know, Aldo Montoya, his previous gimmick, he was in the midst of that new generation Attitude Era stuff. So fuck, I uh, forgot that was him. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It sure was. I think he was like uh almost a member of the clique. I don't know if he was like an official member or if he just carried their bags, but yeah. Um who knows? But, but Justin Credible said, Yep. And the fans went nuts. And then he's like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just <laughs> giving you what you want to hear. <laughs> well, Special K didn't take too kindly to this, I no. guess, because they attack him afterwards. Furthering that feud between uh, the rich kids and the blue collar, uh, what they call them, the blue collar or something. I don't know. They love getting drunk and titties. That's who doesn't. No, exactly. Know? Exactly. I mean, we'll see. Punk probably doesn't like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, he's in the main <laughs> event, and uh, the Clockwork Orange House of Fun Steel Cage match, CM Punk versus Raven. So we kind of went over the the build up to this, their feud up to this point earlier, and this is. I thought this was the blow off. I don't know if it is. I don't know if they have any other matches after this. Um, I, look, I think there was one more listed on cage match from like maybe November, something like that. Okay. Like, but yeah, I well, didn't good. see if there was a stipulation or anything, but I would assume oh, yeah. given it was dog collar and clockwork orange fun house, but which I feel like did one of those happen in impact recently? 
I mean, I should know. Uh, I watch Impact pretty regularly. Possibly. And, I don't... and like Raven has appeared a couple. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on commentary. It was, it was, it was Sammy Callahan and Eric Young before Eric Young departed or before okay. he got murdered rather did you right well he yeah. departed earth right yeah. yes exactly before <laughs> before diener li- right. actually killed eric young mm-hmm. not just like raven's threats in this because he doesn't yeah. oh. but eric young is no longer a part of this earth i watched it on television diener killed him in prison it was amazing but yes yeah. um yeah. there was a clockwork orange house of fun and i'm pretty sure that was it raven raven was on commentary so I was just working through that myself there, but yeah. Didn't Raven get like inducted into their Hall of Fame he recently? Did, he too? did. So, so he's like had sense. a few random appearances because of that. So, but yeah, Raven. they've mentioned how he invented this match, and yeah, they they had because Raven's uh, earlier run in TNA, he had at least a few Clockwork Orange House of Fun matches. One with X Pac that was actually really good. That's like a hidden nice. gem of a match. Um, I'm sure he's had a few others too. Um, there was a na- they had a name in WCW. He wrestled DDP. I think it was like Slambury '98, and it was like the same type of match. They called it the Bowery Brawl or something like that. Something because he was billed as being from the Bowery of in New York. What and is a Bowery? It's a neighborhood in New York. At least as far um, as I know that my buddy used to, it's like in, I doubt that's it though, because it's like lower East side Manhattan and it's kind of like a hip neighborhood. I always thought and it was like the bowels, then, like yeah. the bowels of, I don't know. Maybe he's from the back. Maybe it's the bowels of the Bowery. Oh, so like the seediest corners of the Bowery. I, I could see that. I could see. I that. know this also, my buddy lived near it and there's like a, famous for lack of a better term music venue called the bowery ballroom that like right. a lot of bands play and whatnot but yeah i'm gonna while we're continuing i'm gonna look that up because i know that it was the same type Wait, of match cage all sorts of weapons i think there was a kitchen sink you know like they like to throw oh, that in fun. from time to time he's throwing everything but the kitchen sink oh wait no there's a kitchen sink too like you gotta love that but jim Cornette, did jim Cornette just make an appearance (laughs) (laughs) i guess so okay i was right slambury 98 bowery death cage match well that's there's no alliteration at all there that's less fun it's not like the ambrose asylum or something you know 69 wasn't that the match where Jericho got 69 tax in? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> and oh. then he made that a whole point. 69 tax. Oh, okay. I remember That's the match wasn't that great, but no, there was good stuff surrounding it. Like Mitch, the potted plant. Who could forget? Rest in peace. Gone, <laughs> but not forgotten, Mitch. Funny enough, in that era, when I started... uh Mm-hmm. Using a little more potted plants myself, so uh, we mm, big bot. We used, are you? We used to term uh, that getting mitched. <laughs> it's like yeah. you want to get mitched, dude. Do you still use that? Do you still throw that no, around? No, but it became less cool over time. Yeah, well, it was definitely an era thing. But my one buddy who got a kick out of it, he moved away and recently moved back. So I'll have to bring it up to him. I'm sure he'll get a kick out of it. But let's talk about this fucking match. I've taken us away a million times. No, I, I prefer to talk about Mitch, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually didn't make any notes for this match because I watched <laughs> well, it this morning. And I knew it was going to be short compared to what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But it was cool it was fine for the 12 minutes yeah we saw. i mean clearly we got to see the best 12 minutes 
right which is interesting because i didn't realize that until you brought it up but yeah that makes sense because um like you said it was 12 minutes of action of 31 Uh, so less than half of the match i mean cm punk gets busted open pretty much right away gets raked across the cage I mean, it's it, for what it is. I mean, there's you know, there's chains, the dog collar, which is homage to the previous match, handcuffs. Uh, Raven gets cuffed to the top rope at one point, and then Punk just bumps and feeds to him like as he's handcuffed to the rope. So he, Raven will punch him. Punk will get knocked down. He'll just come back like over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Even hitting him with like the knee lifts and stuff. Yeah. Like, come on, Punk. Like yeah, let's, let's do yeah, let's do something different here. <laughs> reevaluate your strategy here. It ain't working. I'll admit uh, that, that that did cause me to tune out slightly there. It just went on forever. And then I know. Punk had the key to the handcuffs. Yeah. Raven hits him and then it falls at his feet and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm, now I'm out. Um, yeah. Then uh, Raven hits the Raven effects. I guess that's probably where the because it goes right to like the ending stretch here. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, just like trash cans and whatever the fuck, you know, it's just plunder. Plunder. Getting Wonder, raked yeah. across the cage, so it's what it is. It's fine, but I did like kind of tune out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Colt Cabana gets involved at one point as Raven. He he hits the Raven effect. He pins Punk, and then Colt breaks it up by throwing a chair at the ref, which is hilarious. I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> came out of frame. You just see this chair <laughs> flying at the ref. He uh, closes the door on Raven's face. And then Raven and Punk they like start both climb into the top of the cage they fight up top um raven knocks punk off the top through a table uh which sounds devastating but it kind of in the moment it was like okay this is another spot yeah um and then raven wins with the raven effect off the top rope through another table Mm -hmm. and uh, gets his win finally beats punk but the goddamn lights go out (laughs) (laughs) the lights come back on and Raven is being crucified on an X. He just is, like uh, CM Punk said he would be. Man, we didn't listen to him. We nope. didn't listen to him. So he's being crucified here, I guess. Uh, and we shouldn't have listened to Raven because he didn't kill him at all. Dude, he's so alive, CM Punk. Yeah. He couldn't Still, be more alive. to this day, yeah. I mean, gee whiz. Yeah. Um, I hope he doesn't die. And that's die why he got crucified. Yeah. So, and commentary is putting this over like, yeah, Raven won the battle. But Punk won the war. I was like, "What? Yeah. How? Because like, he because he stuck him to an X? <laughs> like I don't. It didn't seem like as dire as it was. No, humanly no. meant out to be. But it's, I guess this all. continues. Hopefully, it continues. Because if, if this is how it ends, I would say this is a dud of an ending. But yeah. um, how maybe. was the dog collar match? Dog collar match was good. It was yeah. good. It was almost like the pre-match or the post-match stuff was almost the more like engaging part of it but the dog the match itself was fun too i would say what happened in this match what happened post-match so they kind of alluded to it on this show there was um tommy dreamer made an appearance they basically i do remember them saying something about that is that when they poured beer down his mouth and what okay because he said that in the opening promo all right i got right there might have been other stuff i forget but um, it, it was a fun watch i definitely recommend it but yeah um but yeah, and then and then it cuts to a Joe promo talking about destiny some more because we needed some more of that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Him and Daniels are fighting at the next show, and then that brings old beating the odds to a close. Uh, yeah. Any other thoughts? Any other uh, uh, queries about this show? 
It was it was a good time. I watched it in three segments, actually. Um, I think I like did too, yeah. First hour and then everything but the main event and then just the main event this morning. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, very much, very enjoyable. Like I said, definitely met expectations. Um, I would say maybe over-delivered slightly just because like, you know, and there was nothing on this card that was bad. Right. I don't yeah. think so. Like even the Slick Wagner Brown, which I would say is the weakest match, like, it was like a squash, enter- though. So yeah, it had its entertaining stuff. We got to see Hottie April uh straddling and doing her thing on uh what's his name? Diego or Tortuga. Yeah, Oman mm. Tortuga. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, all those matches, the special K's, like they were just they were kind of a mess, but they were fun. And mm. yeah, like I said, a lot of characters and wrestlers I was never familiar with that I'm happy I got familiar with. So that's what I'm glad the apron bump has done for me. I've gotten to watch oh, man. early Ring of Honor and Progress Chapter 23 and gotten exposed and introduced to a lot of wrestlers I'd never seen. And by golly, I've seen a lot of them over the years. By golly. I, I know you're a connoisseur of uh, all <laughs> sorts of wrestling, so you're a good go-to for like these wacky shows. But uh... Yeah, it's great. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I, you know I'm always down. Of course, um, man. But hey, yeah. if, if, hey. if you listening... If you're if you're a big fan of Brainbusters and uh, Phoenix Splashes and boys and boys, <laughs> if you love boys as much as Rob Feinstein does, I suggest you check out the Brainbuster Boys podcast. Where can yes. everyone find you, Brett? Yes, um, on Twitter and Instagram at Brainbuster Boys. Um, under the we have our own podcast feed. Plus, we are under the Visionaries Global Media Network all major podcast platforms i love we all say that i'm sure there's some that we're not on but you know if Mm. if you can't find us that's on you Uh, email them give them a sternly warded email yeah threaten their family yes um and then yeah the phoenix splash is also on the visionaries global media network that we just finished episode three um but yeah talking all japanese wrestling new japan stardom well not all but it is exclusively Japanese mm-hmm. wrestling New Japan stardom Noah DDT TJPW are the kind of the main five um yeah that's been a blast uh Brainbuster boys we are, just got episode 97 so we're coming up on a hundred very Ooh, soon which hello. will it'll be for the revolution show will be our hundredth so that'll be cool nice so we'll review that and there'll I'm sure be much other hijinks and guests and whatnot but uh yeah, and we're trying to up our YouTube presence because we've pretty much been audio only for, you know, we've done a few videos, but um, we recently went live for an episode. So, uh, yeah, yeah, throw us a subscription and uh, come on Do and it. hang out with the boys. Is that how you? <laughs> is no, that I've never straight? said hanging that. Hanging out with the boys. Hang out with the boys. That's some bitch ass wiggers stuff. I was just to say, we're about, we're a couple of bitch ass wiggers. Once again, thank you to Bready Boo Boo for the, uh, I don't know. Thank you to Brett from the Brain Buster Boys podcast for joining me on today's episode. Always an awesome time with Brett. Him and his co-host Bo do a great podcast, the Brain Buster Boys. Follow them on social media. Listen to them wherever you listen to podcasts. Do that for me as well, why don't you? At Apron Bump on all social media um, 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 um what else what else i think that's all the plugs we got to do huh um yeah i turned 30 tomorrow it's depressing had a hulk hogan birthday party 
we had like 30 people in our house all dressed as different incarnations of Hulk Hogan. And uh, I say that because there's literally fucking boa feathers all over the house still. They're just in, I mean, we vacuumed, of course, but like in the crevices of like wherever, like I'm looking outside, they're even in our backyard and our driveway. We're going to be seeing red and yellow for years, I think. But I hope you see more in red and yellow when you watch the apron bump next week, right? I'm hungry. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) I love you all. Appreciate you all. Godspeed. And praise Allah. Yeah. I'm hard.